Are you, are you recording now? Yes, you're on now. Hey guys, ready? Is it picking up? Of course. Welcome to the Full Charge Power Hour. I'm Matt Fulcheron, a.k.a. Xanadu. God, Olivia Newton-John is so fucking hot, bro. With me is my main man, Brett Ernst. Do we have listeners, or is this like one of those? Is it like my podcast? We we have have thousands and (laughs) thousands of listeners. You know what we usually have? Wait, hold on. We're up to 7,000. Oh, yeah. Keep singing. Keep singing. <laughs> We're up to 8,000. Maddie, can I just say something, man? Please do. One of the best comics in the country. Shut the fuck up, you dude. You are, dude. Fucking Thank awesome. Thank you very much. Awesome, man. I had such a good time working with you. Uh, I'm going to continue the love fest and tell you I had a great time watching you. No. And a great time hanging out with you. Get the fuck out of here. And this is really a fun week because like, how we've known each other. We decided we've known each other about 10 years. But we've never hung out this much. And we've never, ever listened to this. Xanadu. <laughs> oh, that's the best part. Xanadu. By the way, ELO, Electric Light Orchestra? Yes. Probably one of the most underrated bands ever. Uh, oh, wait, we got Josh. You didn't even introduce Josh. Please introduce Josh. O'Brien. Josh uh, We got ourselves here uh, a new comic. Yes. But a fucking 18-year veteran of the United States Navy. Not a new soldier. Works with the fucking, uh, uh, with the SEAL team. Uh, he's a gentleman. Uh, J- Josh, really quick. Yeah, go ahead. You grab Hi, that my one. My name is Joshua Bryan. Yeah, that's me. All right, that's enough, Josh. <laughs> that's You're it. Done. Okay. Now you Before just... we even get started, why don't you plug like your podcast and everything? Yeah, do you sure, have one? Josh Show's radio show. Check it out. I usually have hockey enforcers well, on Listen, there. wait, hold on, hold on. Uh, <clears throat> slow down. You sound, oh, okay. Hold on. You sound like you're Canadian. Right. <clears throat> yeah, you're mumbling your words. You gotta be very articulate. And I gotta take A out of everything I say then. Well, yeah. that is very Canadian because, like, to plug and to brag is very un-Canadian. It's so very pe- un-Canadian. they mumble through it. So go ahead. Go. And like an American, brag a little bit. Yes. Very- For the world famous Calder Cup champions, the Norfolk Admirals hockey team. And I also have a podcast called Joshua's Radio Show. I have a lot of the enforcers on there that, uh, Currently in the NHL and AHL hockey leagues. You work for a government and a military for what country? The United States Navy. <laughs> yeah, keep it. <laughs> Here comes the devil dogs. <laughs> so you're USA. So wait. USA. USA. Can I ask you this? Can I ask you this? And and you just have to answer it honestly, Josh. Sure. You're you're a patriot. You fight for this country. Yes. Uh, you've been you've been you know over there over wherever. Afghanistan, all that shit, right? All that shit, right. And on top of that, uh, you know, you're, you claim to be American, but yet your podcast is hockey. The fuck, man? So you fight for a country that hates hockey. Right. And then you turn around and promote hockey. You know what? Please, I don't, please, yeah, elaborate. Cause I love hanging out with people just kick ass. <laughs> and that's the enforcers. That's what I have on there. And you, you know, it's weird that you don't even own a mullet. Well, you're from Detroit, right? <laughs> no, I'm from uh, Fremont, Ohio. But um, Detroit. Why do you keep having Detroit, Detroit shirts. Because uh, that was like the sports teams I grew up with that was closest to my house. Really? What Detroit. about the fucking Cleveland Browns? It's a little bit further. Plus, they abandoned me as a child. They wait, wait, left. wait. So yeah, you're closer so to my D- football team left me as a child, so I ended up becoming a big Lions. So fan. in Ohio, you're closer to, to, to Detroit yes. than you are in Cleveland. I am like, pretty much directly south of Detroit. Oh, I got you. All growing right. up, you know. 
So, all right. Well, listen, man. Thank you for your service. Thank you very much. And thank you for and your for hockey coming. podcast. And thanks for coming to the condo tonight. Are you a Red Wings fan? Yes. Okay. And, and, and a Lions fan? Wings. And yeah. a Tigers fan? And, oh, my. Yes. Oh, good for you, man. All right. Keeping it all in one town. Keeping it all in one town, man. Yeah. So Brett had the idea after a two show nights and a trip to the shopping mall, Pembroke Mall. True. Broke as fuck. That we come to a podcast after we had. Little too many drinks. I had more than you. Oh, you had way more than me. Oh, way more than you. Yeah, yeah. Because you were drinking when I when I was on. I was drinking right before my set, and then after my. You know what? You know what's crazy? We we came from the Pembroke Mall, right? (laughs) And then you just went right to the bar, ordered a Jack and Coke before the first show even started. Just had one, right? And then you had another one. I chilled uh, until the second show. I'm just trying to give you props. And Go then, ahead. then you were drinking beers all fucking night. You did a shot of Jack with me. Sure. You're a fucking adult. Well, yeah. And then, uh, and now we're hammered now. We decided to come back and do a podcast. Your and podcast. Unfortunately, we heard a bunch of great stories about the Ernst brothers <laughs> causing shenanigans <laughs> and hijinks across New Jersey and fucking Florida. And South Florida. Yeah. And probably everywhere in between. Yeah, it was a lot of fun being a kid. There was something though that we were talking about, and and oh, <sighs> "Kissed by a Rose." Yes, dude, you had me crying. Yeah, like the song "Kissed by a Rose" by Seal. By Seal. What the, f- <laughs> what the fuck does that got to do with Batman? It's got nothing to do with Batman. And those are the there's a batch of bad Batmans. And okay, so Batman Returns. That's still a, a Tim Burton one. They're still trying with that one. But the Clooney and the Kilmer Batmans are fucking awful. And the Seal. Uh, go ahead and sing a couple bars. Well, actually, of that. I'll, I'll, <clears throat> I'll look it up. Between Seal and uh, Batman with nipples, I didn't really fucking get that either. Okay, you keep referencing Batman with nipples, and that's Clooney, right? Yes, that was that was fucking horrible. Because most Batman suits just glossed over the nipples, but this one was more real. No way. Well, the Clooney one was the one with uh, Doctor with uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Poison Ivy. Wouldn't that be great if there was like realistic nipples with like a dude out of shape with like pepperoni nipples on the fucking Batman armor? Oh yeah. Like, Adam West currently wearing the suit. All right, we got to get on a topic here. What do you usually talk about on your podcast? Oh, I usually uh, prepare a bunch of things I went through in the past week and talk about like what happened. But did you already do one for this week? I already no? did one yesterday. So then this is like a so bonus this is a free for all bonus, and this is the one where Brett Ernst sings "Kissed by a Rose." <clears throat> I got to pull it up. I'm now usually, I'm usually sober for the podcast. Like this is a this is an incredible bonus episode. All right, let me ask you this: There's question. usually no veterans on the fucking episode. Yeah, no, this is no, this is huge. No real heroes. No. All right, let me ask you this: It's question. usually a half charge power hour. Now you also do a uh, uh, a movie review, right? Yes, I do. So let's let's review Batman um, with uh, Val Kilmer. All right. All right. Uh, it sucked. Your thoughts? I barely remember it, but I remember it fucking sucked. And I didn't like uh, I didn't like having a Robin in there. Yeah. Well, that was Chris O'Donnell. Here we go. There's but, the Batmobile in the beginning. But, but what was I doing? saying? That who's, oh. like what the fuck <laughs> does this have to do with Batman? <laughs> now, if you put in the video, okay, there's a lot of Batman. Yeah, it's it opens with. It's like hold on, Seal gets the bat signal. Yeah, he's it's like hey, in front Seal. of the bat signal. It's like hey, Seal, Gotham wants you to sing this song. So he now, gets out of his apartment and starts singing this fucking. song. And he's on top, and the wind's blowing, and then it shows a cut of Val, Cal- Val Kilmer. It opens with the Batmobile. Oh, and this is where they throw uh, acid in Seal's face? No. That's, well, how does he get that scar? Because it's his tribe. Something to do with his tribe. Oh, okay. But now watch this shit. 
Okay, now we're singing, there's Jim Carrey as the Riddler. Right. What the fuck <laughs> does this have to do with this song? Okay. Now there's the Batmobile, and there's Kilmer. And, it, and now he's swinging across Gotham, and his cape is blowing. Roses and blue, and there's Seal again, just in front of the fucking bat signal. And now, now there's the bat. You see it? Yeah. Wait, yeah. isn't this the one with Alicia Silverstone? That was the bat. That's the one with George Clooney and Poison Ivy. Look, look, there's a mobile just ripping through. Gotham. Right, and Poison Ivy was Uma Thurman, and I think Schwarzenegger was Mr. Freeze. And there's Jim Carrey being Jim Carrey. I'll take Jim Carrey in a Batman my movie power, all day long. My pleasure, my pain. Okay. okay, so there he is. There's Batman doing a flip and kicking. Okay, I don't okay. get it. All right, I'm pissed. I remember when this movie came out. There was a Joel Schumacher who directed this. Yeah, he also did uh, uh, Roger Rabbit. Okay, right. So I'm not. No, sure. that was Robert Zemeckis. Who Joel th- Schumacher comes out and he goes, "Hey, man, we're tired of this whole dark persona of Batman. We want to have it like lighthearted and fun and cartoonish." Um, you know, everything that Batman isn't. What were you going to say? I was going to say, back to the TV show instead of the comic book is basically what they were trying to do. It was unacceptable. Exactly. Now, can you name a song that was in the past three Batmans? The Batmans that everyone the loved? The new ones? I think, that, I think the new Batmans were even better than the Tim Burton ones. Well, you pointed out Bat Dance by Prince. Bat Dance by Prince gets swept under the rug. So So many people dumb. are like, Prince is like, Prince... I'm going to catch a lot of flack for this. This is going to be my most controversial I'm, statement. I'm probably going to get Prince mad at you, too. Gets is is kind of overrated. Whoa! And Bat Dance. Oh, shit. I think Bat Dance is pretty shitty music. Oh, Bat, Bat Dance <laughs> sucks, okay? Bat Dance sucks. If you don't remember, if you don't remember Bat Wait, Prince... Wait, let me ask you this. If we plug this into my phone, then... I can plug this right into your phone. Yeah, yeah, so that okay. people can hear it better. Okay, can, can everyone just take it easy? Take it easy. Here, plug that in. Is it going to oh. shut it off? Oh, bro. Oh, uh, now, now you can't. can't now it, you though. can't hear. It. All right, fuck it. I'll put it Hold in the on, mic. Put the headphones on if you wanna. No, no, no. It's all right. We'll put it. We'll do it on the mic. This is bad dance. Vicky Vale. There's a lot of samples from Jack Nicholson and Kim Basinger. Oh, we got a live Keith. one here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like 18 minutes long. Wait, why? And it? and in the video, Prince is in the Batcave. Wait, can we talk that. about that? Wait till they get a load of me. I guess. Yeah, they're putting this to uh, something else. This ain't the real. This bat ain't dance. the real bat dance. I think Prince fucked that up. If you're just joining us, it is. Uh, we're talking about absolutely nothing in the morning, and we're hammered. This is the lost episode of the Full Charge Power Hour, but we do have superstars and veterans, so everyone just hang in there. And we're getting to the bottom of some very controversial statements, some very controversial issues. Was bat dance good or bad? <laughs> People have been Bad dying dance. to know the answer to this for 25 years. Oh, some guy's doing it in karaoke. Kill yourself, you fucking asshole. Why did you what? Why did you fucking wait? Why did why? I hate when I hate when YouTube does that, man. I mean, a lot of these songs, like uh, a lot of these songs by Prince, they won't put the real versions up. They got a team of people. Who will take shit down? This is the last one if I can't find it. Meanwhile, our comedy shows this weekend eh, are probably on YouTube. Already? Eh, it depends on how uh, how quickly these people sober up. 
So Monday, Tuesday, you can probably catch some of the show. All right, dude. You know what? They take all the Bat Dance videos down. Maybe Prince is embarrassed about it. Maybe he bought up all the copies of it. Meanwhile, I still have Comedy Time videos up from 2004 that I cannot get down. Those are the worst. <laughs> I mean, here's here's the uh, here's the back and forth, the yin and the yang of it. I look fucking great, yeah. but the material is fucking awful. Terrible. You know what I mean? It's like ten years <clears throat> ten years ago. So I'm thin as a rail and fucking cute as a button, and I'm telling the worst fucking material. How do you fucking, how do you say, uh, Prince is overrated? I don't get it. Um, I just, I don't love it as much as everyone else does. I'll tell you what I love. Love it or I'll him? tell you what I love. Cock. I love, uh, to suck penises. <laughs> Let's start with that. Uh, I am a homosexual. You heard it here first. No, I like, uh, I like Purple Rain. And I like all the songs on Purple Rain. Purple Rain's great. Um, and, and then after that, I don't love anything. So, I, there's a lot of, there's a lot of love, there's a lot of respect, but across the board, here's the thing. Everyone that goes to see him live, have you seen him live in the past couple no, of years? No, I've never seen him live. Everyone that goes to see him live says, he's fucking amazing. The best thing you ever seen. Did you see him at the Super Bowl halftime show? Uh, I don't think I saw that. Well, against the uh, Bears and the, and the Colts, I think they played in. Who won was that it? year? The Colts? No, uh, the Bears won. Okay. No, the Colts won. The Colts Bears. Won. Colts won. Was Refrigerator Perry on the team? No, I was. that's 85. <laughs> that's against the Patriots. Hey, listen, I'm big into sports. I can tell. I'm on top of it. That was Wait weird. a minute. That's crazy. That was you, weird. No, the, he, there was a Refrigerator Perry, G.I. Joe, there and a Sergeant was, Slaughter one. Right. And then, Not to mention, get the YouTube back out. There was a uh, Super Bowl shuffle. Oh, come on. We all know about that. That was <laughs> no, the first one. There's a lot of people that don't know. Think about this today. We are the Bears, the shuffling crew. <laughs> Think about that today. Like who was it was uh it was the Seahawks this year? Ugh. And the 49ers, that's, right? That's how you know fucking- Now who was it? Denver. And Denver. Denver and- so the two legal weed states. Yep. Can you imagine if say the Denver Broncos put out a fucking rap single <laughs> before the game? <laughs> you imagine that? It's fucking nuts, dude. Well, t- if we ain't here to start no trouble, we're just here to do the Super Bowl shuffle. Let's ju- I just want to let you know. Out of control. Just really quick. It's so sad. Nerds are taking over. Okay. And and you know that. Yes. Because Seattle won a Super Bowl. The hipsters, their team well, won. Well. That's bad. I mean, you look at that team. There's no, no nerds on that fucking team. No Cowboys. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, any one of those. You're saying these cities are known as nerd cities? Well, no, I'm saying Steelers, like, you know, there are teams that need to win. Okay. Seattle's not one. Like, of them. you're saying their towns depend on it. Yes. And so Seattle doesn't really give a fuck. No, they're, they're like a. I'll give you that. I saw like their 12th man. That's, you know, that's really Texas, uh, it right. originally came up with the 12th man. I'll give you like that. Texas A&M, I think. I, I saw some of, like, the fans in the stands. Yeah, they're f- in, in Seattle. And they, you know, they didn't give a fuck about football. <clears throat> they were like cute girls with glasses on. Yeah. Like going crazy. And it's like, you know, you didn't care about football well, until I mean, your team it, was doing you know, well. They're all hipsters. So like, you right. know, they care, but they don't. Right. They act oh, like man. they don't. Oh, we were always here. Yeah. The hipsters. <laughs> yeah. Dude, this podcast sucks. What else can we talk about? <laughs> we already blew our wad like a long time ago. We blew our wad before and I got news we came for here. You. I got news for you. This podcast doesn't suck. It doesn't? Is this good? <laughs> no, yes. Is this one good? People will listen to anything, won't you, you motherfuckers? This is the thing that sucks, though. This is what really pisses me off about playoffs is most of the time... Playoffs? Playoffs? Is that most people that get to go to the fucking playoffs as a spectator are there for a fucking social status of the sort. They're like, yeah, they're the only ones that can afford the goddamn tickets. 
because the diehard fans can't afford to. Well, play here's what I hate. I mean, I'm a diehard fan of my team, the Dallas Cowboys. We've been miserable on, for 16 on, years. Hold on, hold on, hold on. How do you get involved with the Dallas Cowboys? Uh, I told this. I think I said this story on Jay Larson's. Yeah, uh, well, I'm uh, not on that podcast. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were on the Crab Feast. Can you tell me a short version? You seem exhausted from the story already. Uh, all right. Basically, my real father, when I was a kid, yeah, watching the Cowboys on TV, my dad was going nuts, rooting for the Cowboys. Shit happens. They go their separate ways. Is your dad from Dallas or anything like no, that? No, okay. No, let me finish. You want to jump the story? No, 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 I'll no, fucking no, walk no, out no, of here no, right no, now no. and take your chicken wings. That would make this much more exciting. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, we need to find out who delivers. Nobody delivers at this time. There has to be. Jimmy John's delivers. Jimmy John's no, delivers. Call Jimmy John's. They didn't even pick up. Yeah. It's not there, even two o'clock, cocksuckers. There's, there's a whole stack of fucking menus right there. Don't tell me no one delivers. Well, he lives here and he should Nobody know. Nobody delivers after one. 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 This fucking place. In my house. So. When my wife sleeps. And my children play with their toys. Okay. So, so basically... So Dallas, Texas, where no one delivers either. What are you, 12? Who the fuck what? does that? <laughs> All right. So anyways, so we're in... Uh, we're in... Um, uh, New Jersey. Right. So no, we, we're... Uh, yeah. So now my shit happens. My parents go their separate ways. And yeah. since my dad was rooting for the Cowboys, you know, I figured that would be our thing, you know? Right. So I studied them. Like, I mean, when I tell you, buddy... It's fucking study pre-internet studying. That's oh, hard. That's oh, hard. Oh man, I watched the draft and and you know uh, I, I would call my dad and be like, hey, you know, we lost to the Niners in the playoffs. I'm like, oh, you know, I'm crying. He's like, hey, that's great. Put your mother on, right? Yeah. So one day I was telling him about the Cowboys. He goes, me, he goes, why do you keep telling me about the Cowboys? And I'm like, you know, because that's our team. He's right. like, I don't give a fuck about Dallas, right? Oh my God! He had money on the game. I knew, I knew, and I and I thought that he really was a fan, and I had put so much into the into the Cowboys, right? That I just stuck with them, and that's why I'm a Cowboy fan. I'm gonna tell you something. Uh, Cowboys are big for me too because my friend in like the third grade was into the Cowboys. I don't know why. I'm from Maryland. It's all Redskins, and right. that's the Cowboys' rival. Or maybe he was that contrarian type dude. He might have been, but I don't think so. I think he, uh, maybe his folks were from Dallas or something, but the point is he liked them, and so I liked them. You know what I mean? I'm like, yo, I'm hanging with Rick. I fucking like the Dallas Cowboys too. So you know how it is when you're a kid. It gets to shit-talking. Right. It gets to the point where, like, no, the Cowboys are going to win. No, the Redskins are going to win. We'll see you on Monday, motherfucker. Well, goddamn! If the Redskins didn't beat the shit out of the Cowboys, this must have been one eighties. Yeah, like we're gonna say eighty three. Oh yeah, well that's when they were legit. That's when yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah. they played against the Raiders. And, and I was so I was in tears, ready to get to that bus the next day because I knew I was gonna get fucking hammered by a bus full of fucking kids. I didn't care about football, right. but I was talking shit because that was my team or whatever. I didn't think it was that big of a deal. You pretended it was your team. Now I thought because you 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 were. I thought I was a, I thought I was overreacting a little bit, but my mom always tells me that like when I went to bed that night, my dad said I wouldn't want to get on that bus either. <laughs> <laughs> your dad's awesome. That's awesome. So was your dad a Redskin fan? Um, I don't. He was just. I don't think he had a team. He was just kind of like into whatever. He What's your dad do? He's an aerospace engineer. Oh, wow. Your whole yeah, family's yeah, yeah, smart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I really want to learn about? What? Was the moon landing fake or not? I want to it's ask not. Him. Don't fucking get into that shit. I know. Just it watch be, Penn & Teller's bullshit. Don't you think it'd be interesting to ask an aerospace engineer, though? Yeah. I, I, 
I, you know what I'd want to ask? Interesting. This is what, if I could meet your father, I'd want to know what your mom's like in bed. <laughs> oh, 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 you son of a bitch! No, what I was gonna say though, does it bother? Does it what? bother you that like your your father? Where's some food? It's really smart engineer. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. It didn't bother me as a kid, but now it bothers me. And now you're just <laughs> yeah, tell jokes. Of course. Like, what, what, now that I realize what that means, yeah. I'm like, oh, dude, I squandered a whole fucking life. Right? Like, I could have, I could have, like, huckered down and really parlayed this whole success thing. <laughs> but I thought it was important to do what I wanted to do. Like and guy. now I'm this far down the rabbit hole. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, dude, do you know what I mean? Down a rabbit hole. Yeah, I'm yeah, in yeah. fucking Wonderland. Yeah, I'm yeah, past yeah, yeah. Wonderland okay. in Oz. There's no right. going back. Right, right, right. It's I'm hard. in fucking Gryffindor right now. Because I will be honest with you. I've, I've hit like, uh, I've hit road bumps and been like, all right, maybe I'll do something legit. And then I start to look for something legit. I'm like, what the fuck could I possibly and, and I, do? You know, like this guy's retiring in two years. He's, right. he's a pension and shit. His career is already over. It's done. <laughs> We and haven't he, even, and started yet. <laughs> even started yet. We got no retirement. It's so hard to deal with. And, you know, that's why I want to do the podcast tomorrow. I didn't want to think about this before bed. Yeah, you want, you want to. <laughs> oh, who's going to bed? We're going to go eat, bitch. We're going to go grab some fucking chicken All right. wings. All right. I mean, you know, I got some money saved. I got a little sure. fucking Sep Ira going. Listen, I've had great years. Yeah, mostly some years bad. Are better than others. I've had sick years in this business. Isn't it crazy? I've had incredible experiences in this and business. Some you're like, and I really feel like, let's be honest, I could tap out and have a regular life at any time. I honestly feel always, like that. Every, I think every entertainer. I think it's easy. Toys with the uh, day job fantasy. Yeah, it becomes a weird. I heard Bob Dylan has confessed to having that fantasy in like the late '60s. Like once but, he once he met his wife and started to have kids. Yeah, he had a nine to five fantasy. Well, I mean, even now that I'm married, you do. You, you toy with that fantasy that, you know. Uh, 40 hours a week seems such a short amount of time now, doesn't it? But because we're only on stage so much, but you're ne- you can't turn it off. But it's not even that. It's, you know, being with your, your wife and your family. You don't yeah, have to yeah, travel yeah. on a Thursday or a Wednesday night or whatever the, whatever the hell and then yeah, come back on a Monday. You don't have to drop everything to do this or that or whatever. I mean, you have a set schedule. You get a paycheck and... But then it's weird because you meet those people and they're, they're like, God, I wish we were doing what you were doing. And I guess the grass is, o- is always greener. You ever gone out to dinner with those people? It's, it's, it'll turn your brain right off. It's well, I have a buddy, like, fuck. yeah, it's boring. And they tell you, you, like, I have a friend of mine that told, that told me what he does and I still don't know what the fuck he right. does. Right. That's the thing. I can like, bar- I'm a, I'm a head of a marketing of a public relay. <laughs> right. Kill yourself. I, I can barely tell you what my brother does. Who I love. He's one of my best friends. And he's told you like 15 times. He doesn't even bother telling me because he knows I can't comprehend it. Yeah. It's he like, just goes, I'm a chemist. Fucking relax. Deal with it. I'm a yeah. chemist. I'm not a drug Dad's dealer, but I am a chemist. And, and you're a fucking uh, uh, telling dick jokes. Right. I uh, grab my dick. <laughs> I grab my dick and fight with strangers <laughs> into an amplification device. So here we are. I have been on tel- you're good at what you do. I have been on television, though. That's the funny part. Well, you're one of the best at what you do. Dude, you know that. Dude, thank you. you I appreciate that. that. Thank no, you. No, man. It's just it's fucking it's crazy, man. It's crazy how, how long we've been doing it. And, and even the guys that we're friends with and, you know, just all the years that, that we put into it, you know, and it's crazy. I'm dying but it's laughing. cool when you're fans of people who you're friends with. No, because yeah. then you get the That's inside. Fun. You can just call up for a little bit. For a little Letterman set. Even what you do, when we were fucking hanging out tonight, you had me crying, man. Everything at, out of your Pembroke. mouth. Oh, dude, we were dying, man. That's see, that's the one thing I will say 
um, at all the guys that I'm, I'm friends with, extra close with, uh, it, it's almost like, uh, it's almost like Never Never Land as far as the laughing goes. Right. I mean, we're on a, it's a Saturday at two in the morning. Yeah. You know, we're both fucking 40, however old we are. Starving to death. Because <laughs> we can't go find some place to we eat. we don't live in a real city right now. And we're drunk talking on a microphone. <laughs> By the way, how hard was it to get alcohol last night? Dude, it was crazy. <laughs> we went, we couldn't even get drunk if we tried. We went to a bar and there was a little like 85 pound dude out there like, nope. Nope. Can't don't get in. think so, buddy. It's 132. <laughs> like, where, where the fuck are we? We could have gone in there and done three shots before 145 and gotten the fuck out of there. And the other thing is then we had a walk. Like, it was like stand by me last night. We were, we were finding dead bodies. We were walking yeah, everywhere. Uh, we were like middle school. And we went to, uh, I'm like, all right, here we go. I'm like, guys, <laughs> it was like stand up me, stand by me. I'm like, there's <laughs> stand up me would be the great name for stand this kid. I, I'm like, I know this gas station over here. We'll get some, some beers there. We go there and there's nobody in the fucking store. We start picking up like 22s. We all start grabbing 24 yeah. ounces and this dude fucking comes guy out. comes out of nowhere. <laughs> it's like, ah, 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 that's over. That that's shit over ended at midnight. That's over, that's over at midnight, man. You can't order. We're like, fuck, dude. And then I'm walking around with a sad order of uh, buffalo wings and french fries. Oh, then we go to the fucking diner, and the guy's like, sorry, man, you can't bring outside food. And he's like, I'm not going to eat it. It's for later. And he's like, no, you can't. So you know what we did? We stuffed that shit in and ate anyways. First first I go out and I put it by the trash can. I put it by the trash can like kind of like, ah, maybe I'll get this. Maybe I won't. We'll see if anyone, that's any homeless people come out. I don't think there's any homeless people out here. We sit down at the booth. And Brett goes, go back out there and get that and put that in your fucking man purse. Because I got this man purse with my CD. I'm making fun of it all day. All, all the whole You're thing. like, put this one thing I'm making fun of in front of that other thing I'm making fun of, put in there, zip it tight, and bring it back in. So I bring it back in, and uh, Brett's getting cocky with it. He's ordering like blue cheese. Well, no, I wanted to just do, here's what I wanted to do, all right, just to prove a point. The guy made a big deal about us taking, he bringing in wings. Outside food. Outside, outside food, food, he was saying. So we, we, we snuck it in, which ain't, you know, it's just, but then I ordered, I said, Hey, can we get a fucking order of blue cheese to go? Yeah. And she, the waitress goes, sure. No problem. So when we left, like, yo, not only did we bring the wings in, bitch, <laughs> we got free blue cheese. We- ah! Throwing the fuck out. Yeah. And I was actually talking shit and shouting about it. And then we went past the corner and the guy was out there smoking a cigarette. And we were like, oh, hey, how's it going, man? What's going on? Like, totally. It's one of those things you had to be there, but it's funny when you're drunk. Um, And you had this fucking thing. You're like, this waitress is on drugs. And me and the MC John are like, "Ah, I've been around that shit my whole life. How can you tell? Are you sure? Blah, blah, blah. We're like, maybe. But then you go, she walks over and you say, What's the hardest drug? No, you've I ever said done? follow my lead, and then when she came over, I was acting like we were in this discussion about and, it. And by following, then I your just lead, said, I, I said, just can I ask you? Table. I just said, can I? Can I? Can I? <laughs> I go, can I ask you? Uh, uh, what's the hardest drug you ever did? And this chick started rattling off shit I've never even heard of. And then when she walked away, he's like, you know, all right, you were right. And I says. Yeah, man. I, she was all fucked up. I wasn't amazed at what drugs she did so much as how ready she was to tell you about Dude, it. Dude, it's obvious. She had that, 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 uh, that drug, that stare that like, 
that young you know when girls do a lot of like party drugs they, uh-huh. they never make eye contact with you and they're always looking away huh. and they have that weirdness to the way they talk and uh-huh. you know and it was very sporadic and and I thought she I knew she was on shit now I right. know that, and right. but then you know then she was, just started rattling shit off it like, was so funny because John the MC was out at these we're like yeah he's like yeah she had a tattoo on her arm I definitely am not cool with that chick like I was kind of like she's really cute and he was like one tattoo that's a deal breaker, ladies. Like, like John was not down with the fucking tattoo at all. Well, she was. Uh, uh, you didn't think she was cute? No, man. And the thing was her with her is that uh, uh, the other thing is that you know uh, I, I said and like you could tell when I go, hey, what's the hardest drug you ever did? And she's like, well, define hard. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, I'm like yeah. rough. Like, what's oh. bad for you? She's like, well, I mean, are drugs really bad for you? And okay. then she started getting into her fucking dumbass philosophy. Okay. I'm like, yeah, you know what? It's bad enough that I could tell you use them, <laughs> and I don't even fucking know you, and I'm about to win an argument right now. So, what's the hardest one you've done? You- and she starts rattling off shit like a fucking resume. Right. And what did she say? I don't remember. I was like, I was like, oh, she's just staring at my potatoes. Well, there's special K, there's da 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 da, and da, 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 she's doing pills and coke and right and and Molly and acid and Molly and she. You, she, she you were was, already right before she even answered the question. But she was so young that it hasn't affected her yet. Right. It has but affected. Did, it affected her enough, but it hasn't worn her out yet. But she did bring uh, John the wrong order she brought john and on top of that though she did give us free blue cheese so it was a win-win for everybody she brought him a except for order. the guy that didn't want you bringing the wings in oh yeah this is the worst story ever is it i don't know is no it, no, no no you're too critical of this podcast you're gonna be amazed at how much people love this shit are you people at their yeah. offices right now they're bored out of their fucking minds would you guys please write brett and tell him how much you're loving this podcast what's your what's your twitter handle it's brett Ernst. b-r-e-t brett with one t e-r-n-s-t like Ernst and Young. So it's Brett Ernst. And go to BrettErnst.com. If you like yeah. podcasts, mine just was on the top top 20% on Stitcher. Or That's something. pretty big. But yours, where's yours at? That's like 3,000 something. But I will tell you this. But you have a lot of listeners, don't I you? I do have a lot of listeners. I got one episode that has like 90,000 downloads. Wow. That's strong. Oh, That's because. That's the case. Can you plug my Twitter? Oh, Josh96OBRIN. Cool. Yeah. Josh, tell me your name again. Josh O'Brien. Uh, most of my podcasts don't get that many downloads. <laughs> but Tosh plugged my shit one time, like on his TV show. So normally I just get like 10,000 downloads. He's episode. the coolest motherfucker, man, Tosh. I love him. He's the man. He's a good dude. And yeah. you also work with Burt Kreischer, who's another fucking monster. That's true. That's true. He's a monster on stage. I love that kid. Love me some Burt Kreischer. We've all, you know, it's crazy. We've all known each other so fucking long. Yeah, that was something uh, we talked about a lot this week, but let's tell the listeners a little bit about it. Like how in Hollywood it's always like, it's not what you do, it's not you know what you do, it's who you know. And that's said as such as like a shitty fucking thing. But the only reason you know people, and the you, only reason you're friends with people, is because you like what they do. And, and on top of that, you've them. known them since open mics. Right. And then people just come up and then they blow up. and So who are we supposed to hook up? Like some guys we don't know, right? When we know a hundred guys that can do the job, <laughs> like, what the fuck of course. That? No, what do I go with? Okay, the guy I've known for fifteen fucking years that I know can kill and destroy a room, or this guy I have no idea who the fuck he is, and he's probably been doing comedy fucking four years. But he did buy a plane ticket to Los Angeles. Yeah, so, we so should definitely uh, hook him up. yeah, we, we should, you know. 
I mean, there's it's nepotism, but you know, I mean, uh, what, do you, what, what am I supposed to do? Hey, get the fuck out of here. Did you ever work the door at the comedy store? No, I got lucky. I got passed. I got passed right away. I didn't, you know. Okay, so you show up to L.A. when? Uh, ninety nine. Okay, and you go straight to the comedy store. How did it go? Uh, well, yeah, I, I went to the comedy store. Well, when I first got out there, the first place I went up, like most people, was at the HaHa. Ha. But then I only worked urban rooms like the first three years yeah. because uh, it's just people who show me love. You yeah. Know? And then I got passed at the comedy store a year in. So I would do mostly urban rooms and then the comedy store. Right. Then I got passed at the improv, but I never got spots for like eight years. Right. And then the Laugh right. Factory came. It took me about four and a half years to get to the factory. And then they then I started getting spots after I got passed maybe two years later. Yeah, but I've always been a comedy store guy, you know. Because right. from day one, they've they've given me spots, so it's much cooler to be a comedy store guy. Um, you know, they all bring something to the table, but yeah, I do wear the the OR room like like a badge of honor. Yeah, this is how weird LA works. I moved there. I started working at a movie theater, the Sunset Five, the Lemley, right? Wasn't it? Yeah. So then, I'm such a personality behind the fucking you popcorn. Remember you let me in one time or no? No, I don't remember that. Yeah. Did I really? Me and Tripoli went to go catch a movie. You That's funny because I worked there on and off for years. I worked there when I first moved there when I was 23, right? Yeah. And then I had like a nine to five for a while. And then I was like, fuck this shit because I was missing commercial auditions. And so then I started working in the movie theater again at like 26. And um, I don't know. It was like when I first moved out there, me and Sam became friends. He's like, yo – and he goes, my buddy's working at the movie theater. Oh, he must have called me. Or yeah, something. and then we went or up paged there. Me at and that we, point. And then at we that got time. and we got tickets. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that that fucking happened because yeah, I don't okay. think I knew you then. Uh, no, no, I you, think I just knew Trip. No, you knew we knew you knew we knew of each other exactly. Because, because, but we weren't friends. Oh, that's so awesome. And that's the other thing, Bobby Lee. I remember when I first came out there, I did a set, and he goes, he goes, come here, and I went to the music store. Yeah, and and I, I was going to buy a CD, a Wu Tang Clan. Yeah, and he bought it for me. And he Could, bought me a Wu Tang Clan CD. Oh, he just bought it for you. He didn't work there or anything. No, he just he was just there. I got one for you. I when I first moved to L.A., I used to skateboard all the time. Big skateboarder. I go to like this guy's apartment that I was skateboarding with, and there's a fucking Bobby Lee headshot. There's Bobby Lee headshots lying out all over the apartment. I was friends with Bobby Lee's roommate long before I was friends with Bobby Lee. Oh, really? Who yeah, was it? yeah, yeah. It's a guy named Calixto Hernandez. There you go. It's weird, right? I wasn't even doing comedy then. And there's Bobby Lee's headshots all over the place. I knew Maz Jabrani when he was still a receptionist. Where? Uh, he worked for some art dealer or something. Uh-huh. And uh, there was so That's many That's perfect, guys, right? Yeah, there's so many guys that we came up with. Triple used to uh, valet cars. That was his standard. thing. Yeah. Standard. yeah, he was always bitching about it on stage. I got Jay Larson into the comedy store. Did you? Yeah, I got uh, Christian Hartloff who does schmoes. Right, right. Uh, it's like great, man. You know, all of our friends, dude. It's just, yeah. it's, it's so awesome. Yeah. I mean, once we tap out, like, and you tell people, you know, it's just really, it's been a, it's been a fucking fun ride. That's what I miss when I was in New York. I miss just fucking knowing everybody and falling ass backwards into like. One-nighters and work or big jobs or little jobs, all that shit. All of a sudden, I knew nobody, and it was fucking horrific. But the reason I bring up this movie theater is I worked at this movie theater. It reminded me when we were talking to these guys today about moving to L.A. I worked at this movie theater, and one of the guys that worked there ended up casting me in a movie about the movie theater, which I ended up 
being cast in with this guy named Dave Raybon, somebody like that. And he was big in the urban rooms, like the comedy union. And then I started doing the comedy union too. I started doing urban rooms too when I was like 24. So that, but that, just because of the movie theater. Just because I worked for minimum wage at a fucking movie theater, like, it, it had a lot of fucking longevity. Here's a good question for yeah. you. Yeah. When you were starting out, did you ever give like fake credits? No, just but, for the goof. No, but here's what would happen is MCs would give fake credits to you, credits that I still don't have. Like this guy was on The Tonight Show. This guy was on David Letterman. And I'd only been doing comedy for four months. Right. That was fucked up. You know? See, I, me at one time we were down at the comedy store in La Jolla and it was me, Sebastian, Luca, Palanca. Yes. And Mike Ricca. Right. And we were doing this Italian themed show. Mitzi would put these shows together. So this is when those the, those theme shows are dead, right? Yeah, because it used to be like Arab night and Jewish yeah, night, and, and then Italian and night and Black night and fucking comedy Asian night. night. <laughs> yeah, it was like all that shit. And Mitzi had like these themes, right? Right. And they were, I mean, you know, people would come and see them. Paulie Shore night. So, uh, uh, we go down La Jolla, and Mike Ricca, yeah, would bring me up as, and this is before the new Star Wars, the Phantom Menace, whatever the first yeah, yeah, one, yeah, yeah. which is that you know the the. The fourth one, but is actually the first, first one. one. Yeah, right. whatever that is in the prequels right. or whatever it was. But I kept telling all these girls that I'm going to be the young Han Solo. <laughs> he kept telling all these girls yeah, yeah, that I'm going to be the young Han Solo right. in, in, in the A new young Star yoked Wars. Han Solo. Yeah. <laughs> so he kept bringing me up and then all these girls kept coming up to me. And right. I had a girlfriend at the time. So, yeah. you know, I didn't act on it. And then, uh, uh, but, you know. You said one of your biggest regrets is not cheating on girlfriends. When you had the chance, do you well, want to talk about you, that? Whenever you, whenever you break up, yeah, then, then you, you're like, I turned all this stuff down. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. But you know, it's just like you know, I don't know. I mean, you make a commitment to somebody. Yeah. Especially it, my wife. Like I treat that shit like I'm a fucking like a knight. Like it's a commitment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I treat it like, like it's a promise. Like a made. knight, like you know, death before dishonor type shit. Right, right, right. You know, right, like right. this guy does. Yeah. You know, but. I, like when I got married, I fucking like the minute I saw her, I knew. Yeah. And then I was, I was, I hung everything up. Like I had no problems retiring, retiring sure. my dick. Dude, hung it up in the rafters, like Michael Jordan. Yeah. How long? How long do you want to be out there? Like you just, you don't want to be out there that long. Well, I never planned on getting married, man. I just, it just happened. Dude. You got inspired. Yeah. You just, you don't plan on it. Like, right. I, I, you know, I never thought it would happen. I didn't believe in that love at first sight bullshit. Right. I really didn't. Yeah. You know, and then then when when you happen when it happens, well, because you were married and you got the divorced. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, I was married eight years. I was with the chick for ten years. That's yeah. almost. Oh yeah, that's a whole decade, man. That's like a that's like an American record. Yeah, and that's I think that's how we kind of got into that conversation. It was just like Jesus Christ, you know. It's like I was like, fuck. Right after we split up, why the fuck didn't I cheat on her? You know, because there's so many opportunities. And that's one of the regrets I had. I was yeah, like, God the, damn, I really should have. But then, you know, everybody, everybody, you know? but you romanticize stuff in your head. Like yeah. you, you think that first of all, like that joke you do about your friend that's like, God, if, right. if I was single, I'd be able to fuck everything. No, you wouldn't. Right. Right. No, that never happened right. even when you were single. The reason why I ended because up. Because people romanticize shit in their head. They, they make do. It, like, it, and it, it only made me feel worse. This was at a time where like my girlfriend split on me to go get with some other dude. And then, like, all my friends were doing, were like, dude, why aren't you fucking everybody? And I was seriously trying. I went on, like, cougarlife.com only to find all the girls were, like, younger than me, 
Like all this shit, I'd been out of the game for so long, I didn't know what the fuck to do. I didn't know what the fuck to do. <laughs> Wait, you, you, you went on Cougar Life. You went on Cougar Life at the wrong like, younger. I missed than my you. window. <laughs> that's awesome. Cougars, like, when Cougars are younger than you, that's awesome. That's the funniest shit I've ever heard. Dude, that's fucking. That that goes in your next hour. <laughs> so I've told that joke on stage. It's that's just so kind of just kind of nothing. That's great. But um. But it was, fucking great. it was weird. And then that was just like salt in the wounds. It was my friends getting on the phone with me like, what's your fucking problem? Just like <laughs> bitch slapping you. Literally insult to injury. And that's why that joke, it's probably my best joke. It's so like, funny, it's dude. relatable. No, I mean, it was never, I never had a fear of getting like, you know, being alone or something like that. And it that's shit never the crossed thing. my mind, man. I've never, I've never been scared of being alone. No, I don't give a fuck. <sighs> Uh, really, I mean, like, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I would never want to be alone. It's not like, sure. How do I say it? I, I prefer to be with somebody the rest of my life. Yeah. But I never, like, it's the same thing. Like, you know, we were talking to some of the comics today and some guys, they're like afraid to move out to LA. Absolutely. And, you know, and they're like, well, what if it doesn't happen? And when I, those thoughts never cross my mind, maybe by, uh, by just cause I'm not a smart person. By default, I'm okay with taking risks, but with that same token, I never was afraid of, of being alone. Not that I, I would prefer not to be and I would want to be with somebody. It just, I didn't concentrate. I never thought crossed my mind. I was always, I think I was like kind of after, when I was that young, like after being a, let's put it this way. I had a girlfriend when I was 22 and she was all about like, let's get married and all this stuff. And I knew that was fucking bonkers. And I was going to go to New York, which is kind of close to Maryland. Then I saw your boy's movie, uh, Swingers, and I was like, that looks like a lot of fun out in Hollywood, out of Los Angeles, and this is kind of an easy out. I can say it's for the film business, and I can kind of like get out of this relationship too, you know, like I'm kind of a pussy. I was like, I'm going to go. Instead of just saying, listen, I'm not interested in you. Yeah. You I'm decide say, to move let's to track this city. out for another year, long distance. <laughs> I.e. the movie Swingers. They did that in the movie too. You can't just sit down and no. go, listen, I don't Not think at this that is age. working out. Not at that age I could. Uh, here's what's going to happen, hon. Uh, I'm just going to pick up and move. At, at that age, I felt like I owed her something just because I was having sex with her. I had a similar thing. Like when I left for the Navy, I was 19 years old and I still had my high school sweetheart. And I was just like, yeah, we kept it going. I mean, for maybe one year into the military, yeah. then I was fucking everything. And so was she, you know what I mean? Because we're just hitting our twenties, you know? But isn't it crazy how we think that's old? Like, like too young. What? what? Like 25, 20, you know, but meanwhile, 22. Like, yeah. But they were getting that shit on. They were getting on. Like, our grandparents were married. At the, well, you know what I mean? No, they would just lock it down. I don't know what their concept of a lifespan was back then, but it was very practical back then. It was like, lock it down, start a family, get to work, have as many kids, like have a kid every nine months or something. Are you Irish or some shit? I'm Irish and French. So you're Catholic? Yeah. Yeah, you know, they, the Catholics, they fucking, that rhythm method shit. I have. Irish Catholics, on my Irish, Italians. On my, uh, my, that's why we have 82 fucking brothers and sisters and kids and shit. My mother's family, all her brothers and sisters all have, you know, like 10 kids, you know? And, uh, my mother was born like 18 years after her next brother. 
Wow. You know what I mean? So they were like done having kids theoretically, but somebody came home drunk one night after everyone Is thought- Is that somebody your grandfather? That somebody was my grandfather, Grandfather Burke, and put one in Grandma Burke that they thought was probably a dud. And here, shooting here I am recording this podcast into an Acer That's that my great. mother gave me actually. <laughs> <laughs> you see how everything comes together? You gotta go get something to eat. I'm starving. Let's go get something to eat. Um, okay. Um, Brett, anything you want to plug? Uh, just check out my podcast, uh, um, brettearns.com and, uh, go check out Brett. You're a fucking killer, dude. I'm going to kiss your ass for a second. You're a fucking killer. It's a one hour of pure entertainment, maybe more, depending on how much fun Brett is having. And, uh, you will laugh your fucking ass off. I was really happy to see you this week because, uh, we only get to see each other 15, 20 minutes at a time. Yeah. So it's like really fun to watch well, you, you just kill it. you don't come to the store anymore and I'm on the road. Yeah. And, you know, that's the other thing that sucks when you have all this history with these people. Right. And then you just slowly by surely, you know, you, you graduate, you start working. It's just like graduating from high school and then you don't get to hang out with your pals anymore. And it's, but it, every once in a blue moon. The reunions kick in. Yeah, you go to the comedy store and everybody's there on those epic fucking nights. There's a picture of us. It's like me, um, Tripoli's in it, Dalia, Dove, Davidoff, Brian Callen, um, Court McCown's in it, Ahmed Ahmed, uh, Steve Byrne, Steve Renazizi, and we were all just happened to be there that night. Kirk yeah. Fox. Was that Mitzi's birthday a couple no, years ago? No, no, no. This was just a random, random night. night. We just happened to be. Neil Brennan was in it. And didn't they like Photoshop Polly Shore in there? No, that's 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 <laughs> that's that other one. That's the one we took like years and years ago. When it's like me, Caparulo, all those. That's funny, man. That's a great picture, though. It is a great picture. It's in the, it's in the window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one thing too that we, that you we gotta you know that we're a part of that history. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, I meant. You I was I was I'm passed the, by I was passed by Mitzi I Shore. I was passed man. by Mitzi Shore, man. That's big, and that's something to you say. Know? I've had I've had about four or five conversations with her about my stand up. Uh, you know, we were one of the last to do it. Yeah, you know, I meant you know she's still around, but you know she doesn't come around anymore. And you know to get passed by her and actually going called called uh, it was Duncan booking at the time when I got passed. Uh, that's I I got. Um, uh, passed right, right as Duncan was quitting. And then, so and that first time I ever showed up for a spot to do the comedy store, uh, Chris Rock was on stage. And I thought I was next. But, well, Luckily, let's hear that story. Well, I show up and I showed up with like a girl, my girlfriend at the time. Your first OR set. And I this, remember mine. And, I want to hear this, And this other girl. Um, and I show up and I thought I had a midnight spot and, uh, I get there and like I'm already nervous because I hate bringing my girlfriend. Even if I've been going out with them for years, I don't like friends and other people coming to see me. I just don't. And I get there, and it's my first spot, and fucking Chris Rock's on stage. And I just start shitting my fucking pants like you wouldn't believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not much of a story because Duncan fucked up, and I wasn't actually on the list. Oh, wow. Yeah. But which, I did. Which, and for all you people that, you know, uh, I don't know if they talked about it on the Joe Rogan experience, but again, uh, Duncan Trussell... Uh, used to, um, he used to kind of like work for Mitzi. Yeah. He, well, he was the booker. Yeah. 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 That's, that's where, you know, you know, what's funny one night, like if I smoked weed and I was high as fuck, yeah, it would have blown my mind. I'm flipping through the sci-fi network. I end up telling Rogan this too. And there's Joe Rogan and Duncan. Yeah. Looking for aliens. 
Yeah. And I was, this is recently. And this was like, like fucking last year or so. I forget. And I right, just right. was like, if I was high right now, yeah. I'd be like, holy shit. Right, right, right. Fucking why is Duncan and Joe looking for aliens on my TV? <laughs> I told Joe that shit. He was laughing, bro. But no, it, it, it but uh, I do remember Sebastian went up after Chris Rock. And I remember like, it was my first, even though it wasn't me, even though it wasn't my experience. I remember seeing Sebastian have to go up and deal with the fact that he went up after Chris Rock and that the audience was like, you know, they were kind of like, some people were leaving, some people were doing this, everyone was talking, and Sebastian kind of broke character in a way, even though that's a very true character to who he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, but he, he took himself out of the act. He, he doesn't smile and laugh that much. And he was like, come on, you guys, listen up. He's like, this is going to be like, you know, you went to see Chris Rock and then you saw this weird shit afterwards. It was very uncharacteristic of Sebastian, but it worked. And they got back on board and then he went from there. And uh, that's because I had only ever done potluck before then. And that was a lot easier. That was like... Well, it, potluck, because you, you're me, expecting to, to fucking... But they'd also let me go up early in sweet spots... It's almost like one of those things. It's like when um, in Sopranos, when Christopher gets made, then he really has to work. Yeah, you know, and that's typical of a well, lot. Well, it's of more responsibility, right? So when He's... I was just going up a potluck, it was very much like ah, I was just taking this or that and going up for four minutes and getting sweet spots and killing. Yeah. Then as soon as you're a made man, then you got to get to fucking work. Now you got to earn your butt. Yeah, and you might not make that nut. You Dude, I'll I mean? tell you, man. The first the first night I I, I got up, I I followed Chris. A couple times, yeah. And uh, when I was younger too, man, not, you know, it was years and years ago. Sure. And you know, the crowd starts to get up and they start freaking out and shit. Well, here's what I love about Chris Rock, and not mentioning any names, there are comics out there that, especially when we were coming up, that would not only bump the lineup but do like 45 minutes to an hour, right? You know, and if, for those of you who don't know what bumping is, it's like when you're scheduled. It, it only really happens in New York and L.A. where we have what's called showcase clubs. So like at the comedy store is a showcase club. So the, the show will start at nine and it'll go to about one, one a.m. They have people scheduled. Uh, it closes at two, but they, they use that extra hour in case people go over and it's almost yeah. like wiggle room. And if, and if they get, and if there's time after the list is done, then they start throwing up some of the regulars. As long as people are there. As long as people are there. Um, so, uh, basically, um, you know, guys will come in, big name celebrities, and especially when we were coming up, and they would bump the lineup, which means if I was on it, say if I was supposed to go up next, say my schedule's at, my spot's at 12, uh, 10.45. Yeah. And then somebody comes in at like 10.30 and it's like, look, I want to go up now. Right. I got bumped and now I'm going to go on after them. Right. Here's what I love about Chris Rock, especially when he was at his, even now, I mean, he's considered, you know, he's a comedy right. legend. Right. He would only do 20 minutes. Yeah. He understood the younger guys. Here's the other thing I love about Chris. Uh, he tips the, the, the valet guys, like the, the comics that park yeah. the cars. Right. Um, yeah, he tips out. He's not a dick. He's just the nicest dude. Yeah. And he, you know, he's a comics comic. And I, and I, and you know, I, and I don't think a lot of guys, I mean, I, I took that with me. You know, as I, as I'm starting to ascend, I mean, you know, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm yeah. not where I want to be yet, but sure, but, but just not, and I probably would have done it anyways just to be that way, sure. but, uh, it just always stood out to me how, but like, you know, Chris Rock did it. And so, you know, it's cool for you well, to do it. Well, and you know, you want to Some do guys, it. without mentioning names, were fucking assholes. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 
One one story I was thinking of telling today uh, when we were talking to everybody in Virginia Beach was uh, uh, fucking Norm McDonald goes up, and I'm like, great, this is in the OR, the original room. And then uh, David Tell goes up, fucking even better, right? This is fucking exciting. I love both these guys. And uh, then it's supposed to be Kathy Lewis and then me. And then Kathy Lewis goes up to Tommy and she's like, uh-uh, you ain't bumping me. She's like, you ain't bumping me? This is bullshit. She's acting like it was uh, a disrespectful towards her that she was being bumped. And she's like, I'm fucking tell. She's like, she's like, I'm fucking out of here. <laughs> Meanwhile, we know what happened. She didn't want to go up after them. And she left a whole dirty full charge to deal with fucking batting cleanup. And I was sweating bullets. And I even thought I kind of knew a tell. But he's like, who's next? Yeah. And I'm like, and you know, you don't want to shout your own name. Do you ever go through that? Do you ever not want to shout your own name? Well, I'll tell you that my first time I went up in the OR is a story that's similar, but not with a tell, but it was with he, dice. Yeah. Okay. So I didn't want to shout my own name. So I'm waiting for other people to shout my name. And someone's like, I think Jeff Scott was like, Matt Fulcheron. And he's like, seriously, Voltron? You know? <laughs> I'm like, I thought I even knew him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I've done spots with him before. But if he saw and your he, face, was he, he like, oh. I don't think he right. He meets a million comics a day. So I walk up there. I was sweating bullets. And uh, again, anticlimactic. Like, it went fine. But I was fucking scared, Dude, man. all right. Before I tell you that, well, what happened with me getting brought up without my name the first night I was at, at that, I, again, when you first get to the comedy store, when you first get to L.A., and I had been doing comedy three years before I moved out there, so I had a little bit of experience. Right. And the first time I was made at the comedy store, and I'm there, and and you see all these famous people. You're like, Chris Rock. And you're like, holy shit, there's Dice. Oh, my God, there's Chris Rock. Oh, my God, there's David Tell, right? That's when you first get there. But after you're there for a while, you're like, ah, oh, fuck, man. There's a tell. I'm not getting up. Damn it. There's fucking dice. That means he's going up. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. now you know you're getting bumped. Yeah. So dice brought me up the first time I was really in the OR. Yeah. And, uh, I got my first spot and he went up and I couldn't fucking believe. Cause my, my guys, when I was growing up, I loved, uh, Eddie Murphy, um, Sam Kinison and Andrew Dice Clay. Yeah. Dice, I love Dice as a right, kid. I remember right. being yeah. a kid and, and and Ford Fairlane came out and I stole his fucking movie poster. I still have yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I should have him sign it. Anyways, so uh so he's on stage and then he's like he did and he's like, All right, who's next? <laughs> and Jeff Scott goes, uh, Brett Ernst. He goes, Who? <laughs> exactly. He goes, Brett Ernst. He goes, I don't know who the fuck that is. <laughs> And I got it on tape. Then he goes, who the fuck is Brent? Brent? What kind of jerk off name is Brent? Right? And I'm crying, like dying laughing. Right, right. And I'm like, it's Brett. He's like, I don't know. He goes, how tall are you? I go, oh, I'm just under 6'2". How much you weigh? I go, about, about 200, two bills. There's his intro. <laughs> then it gets even better. Then as I'm walking to the stage, he's like, hey, I know you. I see your face in the back. Yeah, yeah. And then he just... <laughs> Another Starbucks Fonzie. All right, here, here, here's, my, here's my fucking following story. Okay. Now... In L.A., again, you follow everybody. Yes. New York, you follow everybody. Yes. So now, um, I get a phone call from 
ironically, well, coincidentally, Zanies in Nashville. And he calls me up. He says, listen, Brett, I need you to come down and, and I need you to headline. And I says, yeah, of course, dude. Yeah. But he goes, but listen, man, Jimmy Fallon is performing. And this is before he got a show and he was right. getting back on stage. And he goes, it's, it's going to be you with special guests, but you can't say anything about who's going to be there because Jimmy wants to work out. Right. Okay. I says, yeah, not a problem. Plus, I wanted to work with Jimmy Fallon. Sure. You know? And he was just, you know, because if, you know, if you're out of stand-up for a while, a lot of guys, oh. they, don't, they like to go places unannounced so they can just work out. Because yeah. the one thing you people got to realize, stand-up, you don't, you need an audience. You can, it's not like a fucking band you can practice in your garage. You right? can't. You can try your best, but it doesn't work. So I get there. I get to Nashville. They flew me out right away. And there's fucking television cameras everywhere. Uh. Okay. So I get there and I go, uh, I go, I thought, you know, I thought that, that, that nobody wanted to know that Jimmy Fallon was here. Yeah. And, and he goes, well, it's Brian. He goes, uh, uh, do you know Brian Dorfman? Or yes. Yeah, yeah. So he goes, um, he goes, uh, well, it's not for Jimmy. You remember CBS did a show called Hidden Talents of the Stars? I think so. All right. I think so. It like lasted like a few episodes. Right. Well, he right. goes, Clint Black is here and he's going to do like 10 minutes for the show Hidden Towns of the Stars. Now, the place is sold out. Right. Okay. And this is a Thursday night. And at that time, I would say out of 300 something people there, because the network filled the room, maybe 20. Knew who the fuck I was. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, I would yeah, say like yeah, maybe yeah. five to ten percent of that room right, at that time was right. like so, and and that's why he brought me in. He's like, look, I know you're strong. I know you can follow, right, you know, right. uh, Jimmy, and and you know, and so now I get there, and it's packed, cameras everywhere. So the MC comes up. He only does like like two minutes, not even. Yeah, he does one joke. He says, "Listen, <laughs> we got to get this going." <laughs> Right, we got stars here tonight. Yeah, we, well, he didn't say. Anything. Well, he didn't say anything. He goes, uh, he goes. Listen, he goes. We got to get this going. Um, I'm going to bring your first comic up tonight. You might know who he is, ladies and gentlemen, Clint Black. So everybody's clapping, right? Clint, you know, he's saying he walked down on stage, dude. It fucking erupted. Right. Like, fucking went crazy. This wasn't Seattle. This was Nashville. This is Nashville. <laughs> and you know, how, and you know how country western singers are? They're like, yeah. you know, they always have to say their first and last name. Like, hi, I'm Clint Black. And we're right, like, we know who right, you are, motherfucker. Right, right. And let me tell you something. He obviously had some writers. But God damn it, man. He was funny as shit. Because he's been a live performer his whole sure. life. By the way, nicest guy you ever met. Okay. Took us on the tour bus, was talking with us. So now, right. he gets done. Okay. By the MC way, comes Garth back Brooks, up. Total dick. No, I'm serious. <laughs> no. Keep going. Keep going. So now the MC comes up and he goes, Well, he goes, Listen, man, we got another special guest in the house. And everybody's freaking out. And they're all getting up. And he's like, No, 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 no. Sit down. He's leaving. He's not sticking around. Yeah. But you're going to want to stick around because we got for you from Saturday Night Live, Jimmy Fallon. Right. And they all start going, Get the fuck out of here. And Jimmy walks out and they're going, Holy shit. Right? Did we come to the right show? Yeah, we came to the right show. And Jimmy does 20 minutes. Uh, again, and I'm not just saying this, he is one of the nicest, coolest, funniest, naturally gifted dudes I've right. ever had the pleasure of hanging out with. Yeah. Okay. He took us out every night. We went to the hockey games. 
Uh, and one night we even went out and, and he, he was, we went to this bar and he was playing guitar and I was playing the drums. That's awesome. Right? It was fucking awesome, man. We had a great time. So he gets off and he kills, right? And the yeah. audience is going crazy. And I'm in the back going, fucking really? Right. You know? Right. <laughs> and he's like, well, now, uh, your next comic, are, are you your pay- headliner, yeah. uh, some of you, like 10 of you might have seen him <laughs> on fucking, you know, TV. And I'm in the back going, well, why don't you just bring up Willie Nelson? <laughs> And fucking dig up prior. How about Jesus Christ? Yeah, why don't you available? bring him up? <laughs> and, then, and, and you and you could just feel the disappointment, like because they're going, oh, they're going, who's next? Right. And then I came out, and I'm just yeah. like, fuck. And it was awkward and shit. And then yeah. I, I, all I said was, you know, like, like how do you think I feel right now? Okay, right, right. you know, yeah. Did, then, were you were you panicking panicking at all before, or were you just like, this is my fate. I'm fine. How's your blood pressure? Uh, I, in all honesty, I mean, from coming up in LA, I mean, at the comedy store and all that shit. Didn't bother you, right? Me, no. You've been prepared. No, I mean, look, I followed, Mitzi used to put me behind Rogan every night. And let me tell you something. Woo! Joe Rogan, Bill Burr, uh, uh, Sebastian, I mean, there are guys that are just, you just fucking, you watching, you're inspired. I'll tell you, I'll tell you what happened to me. But R- Rogan, to follow that dude? That was his house at the time. That was his house. And he did like 35, 40 minutes. If, if, if you can follow, if I could follow Joe Rogan, you know, you have to understand too, uh, the thing with Jimmy, man, and what makes him so great. First of all, he does a lot of music and his songs, like he's a oh, that's funny tough to follow, dude. fucking dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's not he's just likable like. He's likable as shit. But uh, it's smart and it's really fucking funny, man. Yeah. Like he's a funny motherfucker. Right. And the songs, it, I can't explain it. Like everything's so happy, and yeah, and he just he brings this energy to the room. Right, you could tell. That's why he's so good on the talk show. Absolutely, people love him. Absolutely, and and rightfully so. And and I'll tell you this too: it's from the inside out because he is a good. He's right. a really class. If I if I didn't think that, I would tell it. I sure, don't, I don't give a fuck. Right, stand up guy. Right, stand up guy. Yeah, and you know, and, and people love him, and you know, and then I'm coming up, and I'm gonna start spitting some filth. Yeah, you know <laughs> right, what I mean. Right, right, right after those fucking, right. after those two, but you yeah. know, it was it was it was cool, man. It was a cool thing, and then you go and to be in Nashville, you know, when you're outside of LA it's, and they see people like that, yeah, they lose their fucking absolutely. Mind. And so you hung out with them and worked with them a couple of days, both of them. Yeah, and and, and it's weird too, because you know, then Jimmy got the show, and then um. You know, one of my asshole friends. I'm not. I'm not saying any names, but Jimmy was performing at, at the Improv. Yeah. And as he was walking out, he pretty much cornered him. Oh no! And he's like, "Yo, my friend's a comedian. You know, yeah. Brett Ernst, right?" And he goes, "Yeah, I know Brett. Right? Yeah, Brett's a good dude. I work with him in Nashville." He goes, "Get the fuck out of here." He's like, "Let's call him." <laughs> Let's right? Call him. So I, my phone rings and oh. my buddy's name comes up. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, hello. And he's like, uh, yo, you're not going to believe this. And I hear him go, say hello, say hello. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I hear, hey, Brett. And I'm like, yo, who's this? Yeah. And he's like, uh, it's Jimmy. And I'm like, Jimmy who? He's like, uh, Jimmy Fallon. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing with Mike Mundelli? <laughs> he goes, well, your buddy stopped me on the way. And, and, and I don't I go, want to be here right now. I go, put him on the phone now. And Mike's like, yo, you believe this shit? I go, what the fuck are you? D- let him go. What do you mean? Free the hostage. Dude, I had a buddy of mine that pulled over Chris Rock and, and didn't give him a. Stockholm syndrome. That's what it was. <laughs> yeah, he like yeah. I had a buddy pull over Chris Rock and, and, and Chris was, yeah, he, my buddy's a cop in Jersey and as he was speeding, you know, uh, 
he, I guess he pulled him over and he comes over. And he's like, hey, you know why I pulled you over? And Chris was like, why? Well, you know, he goes, well, you know, you were speeding. And he's looking at him. He goes, holy shit, you're Chris Rock. Right. And Chris is like, uh, yeah. He's like, yo, you know Brett Ernst? <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, should I? He goes, he's a comedian. He's always at the comedy store. And he's yeah. like, well, I'm sure I ran into him. And then yeah, he goes, yeah. well, he's the reason you're not getting a ticket. <laughs> <laughs> like like now he's supposed to hook me up or something. Did you ever see uh I go, I go, dude, what the fuck are you doing? Right, right. Did you ever see comedians in cars getting coffee with yeah. Chris Rock? I saw like the first two or th- I didn't see the Chris Rock There's one. a Chris Rock episode and Seinfeld and Chris Rock get pulled over and Seinfeld thinks it's the funniest thing in the world. Chris Rock is nervous. <laughs> He's like, this is not funny either way. Like, don't, I'm never going to get used to this. You know what's a great uh, sketch that Conan O'Brien, when he's riding around with Ice Cube and Kevin Hart? I never saw that one. Oh, dude, it's great. You should YouTube that after that. It's fucking funny as shit, man. It's really funny. It's like Conan talking shit as if he's No, like, it's just they're going, they're going around town. They, they get, well, the, the gag was they, they go onto that Uber and they get a car and the yeah. guy doesn't know who he's picking up. Right. So, and it's this young, it's this kid. Yeah. And he's got Conan O'Brien, Ice Cube and Kevin Hart in his yeah. seat. And then they're driving around and it's just really funny, man. Nice. It's really clever. Nice. It's really clever. Isn't it great though? Like when, I mean, again, when you see like really good comedy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like Absolutely. when you see like something really fucking great. Uh, yeah. It's it, like a work of art. It's like you come to fucking life. Yeah. You can feel electricity going through your You'd fucking start, like, body. Like, and, and you're like, God, that's so brilliant. It gets you excited and shit. And it, it kills your fucking pain and it kills your fucking everyday worry. Who are your, who are your top, your top 10 comics <sighs> out right now? Cause I, I believe right now, and I'm not the only one to say this. Yeah. Uh, this is the best time for stand up. Um, this is the best it's ever been all the way around. There's a lot of stand-up I like right now. And there's guys people don't even know of. Like, I love Dove Davidoff. I think yeah. I think yeah. Dove is fucking brilliant, man. Yeah. And Rogan, dude. Yeah. You watch Rogan. The, the shit he comes up with, he's so fucking smart. Obviously, Burr. Yeah. We love Sebastian. Yeah. Caparulo, guys I, the guys I tour with on the Vince Vaughn thing. Absolutely. And, you know, when you're friends with people, it's so cool when you're friends with, with people that you fucking... Ari Shafir? Yeah. Oh, dude. That's like a beautiful thing that he's finding success right now because we've known him forever. And like he's got all these fans now. It's fucking madness. Dude, I did his podcast and uh, we were drunk in Cabo. Yeah. On the, uh, what's it, the Skeptic Tank? Yeah. But, you know, again, we have so much fucking history together. Like people yeah. have no idea. The amount of guys that are all friends that are just all know. I think like Ren Azizi slept on my fucking couch for a month. Right, right. Steve Simone, both those guys. Simone is. I'll tell you right now, Simone, man. I love Steve. That guy's. He's the. He's the great. He's one of the. He's probably one of the greatest human beings. You know. Yeah. No, he is. He's like. Hey guys, let's get ice cream. You know. Yeah, he's like. No, one of the first people. No shit. One of the first people I fucking text like when my wife left me. I'm just like, dude, I gotta come back to the store, and. And by the time, I mean, this text, I didn't even know it completely fucking sent. I got to, hey, what's going on? You, you got to come out here. Go ahead. You know, and, and he's, like, he's like, you're finally as miserable as all these fucks out here. You well, got to get out here. See, with Steve, like, when, when you're single, like, you go on the road. 
you know, like, you know, back in your day, like in my day, we would go yeah. on the road and there's certain guys that I would go on the road with that, you know, we would, we would go meet some girls sure. drinking, bringing back guys to, you know, doing guys shit. Stuff. Yeah, right. We'd bring them back to the condo. We have fun. We, you know, we drink and, you know, and, and, and you know, you, yeah. But with Steve, whenever you do like a weekend with Steve, it's like, it's like you're in fifth grade again. Like you're building forts with the sheets. That, you don't drink. He that, loves going for pizza and ice cream. That real fun. That yeah, you that's miss, like the that honest, good, clean yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love that kid's one of my best friends too, man. Yeah, Steve. And it's again, man. It, you know, I don't know. It's been a lot. It's you know, we st- and you know what's great is like all these years, and we're still considered young comics. Yeah, well, <laughs> until you're about fifty-five. <laughs> they, that is nice to slow down. <laughs> Well, what is the math on that? Because, you know, there's guys that, that are young that are not so young. I'm going to say. But yet, I think it's just once you pop. I'm going to say the cutoff is 48. Yeah. For young comic. I don't know. And if you're famous, the cutoff is like 30, 41. 41. <laughs> if you're famous. What do you think? I don't know. It's tough to say. Yeah. It depends on how you look, too. Well, I'm 78 right now. Right. What's that? What are you showing? Pictures of a fort built, actually literally being built, a fort that I had to send to Steve Simone. A picture of a fort I'm actually, where was being built that I had to send to Steve Simone. So he's like the first person you thought of? Actually, yeah. I was like, dude, we're still doing this at my age. All right. Well, let's go. Let's go eat we, and we are, we are bushed, folks. We are bush gardens out here in Virginia. And uh let's Thanks for coming to the podcast, yeah, guys. Yeah, big shout-outs. Big shout-out to Jimmy Fallon. Big, hey. Go ahead. Oh, no, I just want to say thanks, man. One of the things that's really cool about speaking about comics and comedy full circle was I used to hang at the store, right? And the last time you were here, uh, I got hooked up with being on a – just to be a guest at the show. And then I did a guest spot for the show, which was fucking pretty cool, man. And thanks for having me on the show. I really well, appreciate well, it. Well, dude, you're only fighting for the country. Yeah. <laughs> Well, for our freedom of speech. Well, we, we, I was hoping that that was because I was fucking funny, but you know, hey, I'll go with the other one. Well, no, we'll sorry. take that too. We'll take oh, that we're going too. Big shout outs. We got a big shout out. All right, big shout out to Jimmy Fallon, Steve Simone, what son, Bill Burr, motherfucking Pembroke Mall, Pembroke Mall, bitch. Who else we were shouting out? Rogan, my cousin Jim, my cousin Danny. <laughs> Shout out no, your no, dad, the engineer, my dad, my brother, oh, the chemist. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> so stupid. Have fun out there, y'all. Build some forts, eat some ice cream in the name of Steve Simone. Peace. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>